In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. Hello, my name is Kelly Jenrette, and you are watching Monday Morning Critic. Kelly, I have two names I want to throw at you and just say whatever you want after I say it, okay? Okay. Uh, whatever comes to your mind. Elizabeth Moss. Amazing. Um, Loretta Phillips. My world. Yeah, and there's we're gonna we're gonna get to her story in a second because yeah. your your story and her story are intertwined through this whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, your first major, major commercial on I want to say was Kmart, correct? Yes. I was yeah. like, I gotta ask her this, and it's the cheesiest thing, and you're gonna be like, there are only three Kmarts left. How sad is that? It's very sad. Right. It's like a time gone by. Right, Kelly? It's so sad. Um, I was so excited when I got the commercial and there was so much buzz that was created around it because it was very tongue in cheek. Like this is not a Christmas commercial because it was done in September. Um, and so they got a lot of buzz, but then it wasn't enough to keep them around. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't ask you why you're. I think you've answered this on enough interviews where I don't have to ask why you, what drew you to acting, but I will ask you what kind of kid you were growing up. Ooh, okay. I've never been asked that before. What kind of kid was I growing up? Um, I was a bit of a tomboy. Um, loved climbing trees outside of the home I grew up in, in East Atlanta. There, I don't even know what kind of tree it was, but it was a massive tree and it had you know, massive branches that would go out. And I just remember climbing up that tree. I remember asking my dad if I could mow the, um, mow the lawn. It was just, you know, I, I have four brothers. And so it's that thing of like, whatever they can do, I can do. Right. Um, so I, I think I was, um, a bit prideful, um, but very loving and kind. Um, I would over the summer and I don't know why my brothers sat through it, but it was over the summer we would have school. Yeah. I would teach them and it was like, it's summer, but they still sat there and listened and they played baseball and their friends would come over and I would sing, um, colors of the wind to them. So I was, was a bit of a strange bird. Oh, you know what though, Kelly, if I ask this question 10 years from now to another actor, they might say I spent my face in my iPhone versus yeah. what you did as a kid, right? I mean, listen, I'm guilty of being in my iPhone all the time. Yeah. But I know as a kid, very much like you, I was at least outside, I was experiencing things, doing things. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, true. yeah, you mentioned Atlanta. Um, I'm going to uh, a, a Comic-Con in Atlanta at the end of February. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. And it's it's been like the third or fourth time there. I, I, I like to pretend like because I went there four times for Comic-Con, like I'm from there. So everyone yeah. asked me, where are you going? I said, well, I'm going to Hotlanta. Like, I don't yeah. care. I act like I'm from there. And, and it's a really, people talk about great cities. It is such an underrated city. I love yeah. it. I, I love Atlanta. I absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. 
you know um th- you know the, the girl who um who got involved with Willy Wonka and you know uh you went to a movie with your dad um the five heartbeats yes th- those stories you said before but let me ask you is there another movie either with dad or mom that you would credit to your love of acting outside of those two experiences right because one's a play when you were a kid one's mm-hmm. a very uh, a, a, a memorable time with dad at a movie theater is there mm-hmm. a second memory you might have of a movie that you really loved Mm. I don't know if it um, wasn't a movie. I do remember us sitting around together as a family. Um, I think it was, was it Thursday night um, TV, like the Cosby show? Yeah. Um, You know, we would sit around and watch that. I remember vividly us all sitting around watching Sinbad's comedy special. Yeah. Um, just laughing. And so though, those are the two things that come to mind that I just, I really enjoyed and was like, ah, this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Uh, you know, as an actor, I'm sure you're not afraid of risks. Um, is, is there a genre or a role that you would be, that, that would take you to maybe some heavy consideration before taking it, any type of genre or role that you would be like, mm. uh, horror. Yeah. 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 You know, anything that's like demonic in nature, I feel like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. Um, Even if it's like a sci-fi thriller or um, not like M. Night stuff. I right. would do this stuff at the drop of a hat. Right. Um, but or, some, or peel or peel very similar. Yeah. A drop yeah. of a hat. Sign yeah. me up. Yeah. All day. Yeah. Um, but some of these other like like the the scary stuff where people are changing and it, yeah, that I'd be like, ooh. Yeah, I never understood the appeal of like slasher movies. Like, I don't get it. I, like to me, why? Just listen. Everybody has their thing. Fine, but like for yeah. an hour and a half to watch people get killed brutally, like I don't, I don't get it. I, it's it's missed me. It's missed me. Yeah, that's how I was with the last. Well, not the mo- not the last Halloween, but the one before that. We were sitting here, and I was like, I don't. Why is he killing people yeah. like this? Yeah. It was like, did something happen? Like I, I just couldn't understand. So I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish it, and I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly, there's a six year span when you when you moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. where I would say, and, and if I'm wrong, please correct me, that you were almost angry. I mean, and, and I get it. Right. Right. Because, listen, as a podcaster, I like there's guests that I love on my podcast. And I look at and I, I look at the podcast they choose to do. I mean, I don't know yeah. if this is like you when you're watching a role where you're like, I mean, I, I have anger problems. So I don't know if this is you, but <laughs> but like I'll watch a, like an interview and I'll be like, I don't either this person's management doesn't care about what they do or when they do it. And I get yeah. really angry or the, or, or like a production studio or whatever. Did you get that type of angry? Like Jesus. And I know you, you're on record as saying you had tantrums and you got really angry and I get it. I get yeah. it. I mean, you took a big risk. You took a leap of faith and now yeah. you're six years in. Um, I, I'm not going to compare my situation to yours, but I kind of get some of where you're coming from for sure. Yeah. Um, how do you get past it? How are you feeling during this time? Anything you wanted to say on that? Yeah, you know, coming from Atlanta where I thought, you know, hey, I'm I'm talented. I'm not going to say I'm the best actor, but like I'm talented. So, I came out here with this idea 
that my talent would just open doors for me. And then it didn't. And I saw other people who I thought, I mean, I'm not going to say they're not good, but I could have done, you know, there is that, that thing of like, so wait, why am I not working? Or why did I not audition for that? Or why am I auditioning for this? Mm. I didn't even have a, a, I didn't even have representation um, for the first three years that I was out here. Um, and then when I did get representation, I feel like a little bit of the anger went away yeah. um, because I had someone that I knew that was also rooting for me. Um, but I, I think I had to get to a place and that probably wasn't until year eight, you know, past the, the six years of, of the temper tantrums of the, I think I'm ready to go home that, that year eight, when I was like, all right, I've done everything that I can do. God, I truly believe that you told me to come out here. You've given me this gift. What's the assignment? What do you want me to do? And that's when I feel like doors really started to open for me when I made it not about myself. Yeah. Great, great answer. Um, One of your um, entries in your filmographies, all American homecoming, how much of that, what happened during that time period, your resiliency is in an aura. And, and I would imagine a lot of it, if I had to guess, a lot of what you had to go through during that time had fueled, has fueled this character. And I don't want to be like, you know, know all, but am I, am I in the ballpark? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, as, as actors, we, we should not, let me say me at me as an actor, I feel like there is always a part of me that that I can bring to my character experiences that I have had, you know, really wanting something and fighting for something and then constantly being, you know, running into a brick wall when you're like, no, I know that I'm doing the right thing. Why are you not helping me? Right. Um, you know, so Amara absolutely kind of felt that way. And I'm like, yes, it's I get it. I felt that way, too. And Amara and, and characters like that, they get their, um, you know, how much how much do you feel like even other entries in your filmography, does it come from um, experience, life experience, things that happened to you? Like, is that a common thing? Is that, or does it depend on the role, Kelly? I mean, I think how much of, of my experience goes into it depends on the role. So, for example, All Day and a Night that I did with Jeffrey Wright and Ashton Sanders. Delanda, that character was nothing um, like me. And early on, I judged her. Um, I judged the choices that she made, how she talked, what she would like. I judged her. And it wasn't until I was like, wait, take a step back and try to understand if you were in that situation, what would you do? And so sometimes it's instances like that of like, let me just put your shoes on to understand if I didn't have the the loving parents that I had growing up and and the the ability to have resources and all those other things, what would my life be like? It made it easier to identify with her. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mentioned your mother earlier, a big part of this whole process for you, Kelly, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I love hearing that during interviews, that part doesn't get old for interviews. Like when you hear how passionate you are about your mom, 
Um, it's just music to my ears. I love hearing it because, and your mom still flies out, still is, is, is your like number one fan, right, Kelly? Yeah, she is my number one fan. Um, someone said to her that um, one of her friends said that he was my number one fan and she had to correct him <laughs> and say, no, no, sir, you're not. Um, but that, that woman is truly the wind beneath my wings. I, I, in the eighth grade, I sang that song at a talent show. And at the end, I, I said, I love you, mommy. And I had to then sing that song to her. Like when I moved every year for her birthday, I had to call and sing Wind Beneath My Wings. And so mm. a couple of years ago, uh, a friend has a studio and he allowed me to record it in his studio. So I was like, now you have it. You can play it whenever you want. Mm. Um, but, but she truly is the wind beneath my wings. And I just, um, I don't want to imagine what life would have been like without her. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, do you run lines with, uh, with, uh, the great, um, Melvin Jackson, Jr. Bernard from the wire. Very yes. good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. More interviews should bring up how very talented your husband is. He is a very talented actor. I must say. Well, thank you for saying that. Yes, I do run lines with him. Um, I give him call times for when we are going to run lines. Um, and when he's late for his call time, I'm like, I'm going to have to recast you <laughs> as my line reader. So please be on time for your call time. Um, but then I later, the, the later episodes, um, I stopped running lines with him because I was like, I'm going to ruin it for you. Yeah. Like you're going to know the things that happen. And we watched the show. So I stopped running lines with him. And even before this acting career, I thought this was really interesting. You were considering a career in forensic science, but then mm -hmm. when you, <laughs> when you saw how much science was involved, you're like, yeah. Whoa, I would have been the same way. Whoa. Anything <laughs> with math and science. Whoa, we're good. Let's, let's just take a step back from the table here. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was so much science and I don't know why I didn't, think that like forensic psychology yeah you know um and uh, to be a forensic scientist like yeah you're gonna have to take a lot of science classes and I aced my first science exam but then I was like so I'm gonna have to do this for the next three years <laughs> no I didn't I, I changed my mind well, you know, forensic scientists look so cool on TV. It seems like the greatest job, but it's like once you figure out what they have to go through, it's like, oh, no thanks. You know, yeah. no, thank you. I'm, I, I, I'm good. Um, you know, I really wanted to talk about um, *Handmaid's Tale*, and I, I feel like another. I mean, granted, you're nominated for an Emmy, so I can't say nobody made a big deal out of it because yeah. it was deservedly so. But what I want to talk about, and I was researching this all day, is you know, you had it for one episode, season two, uh, episode four. Um, I want to say that, you know, it caught you off guard. Let me ask you why it caught you off guard. Um, why the Emmy nomination? Why the Emmy nomination caught you off guard? Well, maybe surprised you. Maybe not caught, surprised you. I mean, I... it. oh, it caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> it surprised me, all the things. Um, because it was, I had two scenes. One scene, I had no words at all. Um, so. It it was just such a short time that I was on screen and I didn't think that it would have that kind of impact um, on anyone. So that was like the real reason why I was like, oh, wow. OK, so mm. people did watch this and 
it did resonate with them in in a way that it moved them to vote for me. Yeah, and, and there's and, and people were talking about how your character changed that season in that one episode. So yeah. um, I, I was thinking of you today too because I had Judd Hirsch, who's in the Fablemans, just recently nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Kelly, he was on screen that movie for six and a half minutes. Oh wow! So I mean, this is not uncommon. Do you know that there? And, and I want to come at you with some stats because I want you okay. to know that 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 this is how impressive your feat was. There are, I want to say, eleven. Oscar winning actors that have been on screen for less than 20. It's actually closer to 15 yeah. and half of the, half of those were less than 10. So wow. I guess it's when people tell me about small roles, it's that I don't buy it. Like this yeah. is perfect. It's how you take that role you're given and boy, you sure as hell took that role and made something of it, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and growing up, my, my acting uh, teacher was always like, there are no small roles just small people if that's yeah. what you want to be but it's no it's no small roles you you make that role what it is and so yeah I don't I don't think I looked at it as a small role but I I did look at it as a small amount of time on the screen but I I gave everything to that character that I had to give just as I would any other character right what observations did you make um off camera about the the set what goes on how they run things. What what observations did you come up with, Kelly? Is it is it different than any other set you've been on? Do they do something different because it's such an iconic show right now? Um, no, I, I I can't say that I recall them doing anything different. There was a lot of joy on that set. There was a lot of laughter. Um, everyone was extremely kind and generous and giving. Um, I didn't feel like I could be in that space of like laughter because I'm like, I am here to do a job. Mm -hmm. Let me focus on doing this job to the best of my ability. Um, and then after we wrap, then yeah, um, I can hang out and laugh and, and joke with people, but it was a great set. Yeah. The people you're nominated with too, just for those listening or watching Viola Davis, Cherry Jones, <laughs> I mean, it's like Cicely Tyson. It's like the best of the best. How do you keep yourself grounded? Is it is it tough to go from like this to I mean, not that you were anywhere, you know, below, but it's like a high, like the whole world is talking about the nomination. How do you maintain perspective in a time like that? Because I can imagine it's difficult. You have to have some humble pie, I guess, over the course of time, right, Kelly? Because you can't get lost in that moment because then you're you're spending the rest of your career, I have to believe, trying to chase that again. And that's not how successful successful acting works. Am I am I right, Kelly, with that? Yeah, you know, I, I had to to come to the understanding for myself and be very clear that while I enjoy um, this career and Hollywood and all of that, it cannot be my world. The only thing that I require or desire from Hollywood is my paycheck, my mm -hmm. love, my joy, my peace, my happiness, all of those things cannot come from Hollywood. Although um, at, like I bring those things mm. to Hollywood so that if it disappears, my love, my joy, my peace, my happiness does not because it wasn't found in that thing. It was something that I brought to this right. industry and something that I hold um, dear to my heart. And so just keeping that at the forefront that they're just going to give you a check. That's it. Yeah, I and I love that quote, by the way. I love that. And I also love something you said on another interview. You said something to the effect of you can be passionate all you want. You can have, you know, all the whatever in the world. But unless you're sharpening your tools, yeah. you're just wasting, you're, you're just wishing time away. I yeah. absolutely love that. 
do you think, first of all, Kelly, let me ask you about that quote, and I have a follow-up to that. To that. Yeah, so that, that quote comes from a Proverbs. It is not good to have zeal without knowledge, nor to be hasty and miss the way. And, you know, I'm still in class. I'm, I'm back in class now every Saturday from 9.45 to 1 p.m. Um, and, and a Tuesday night class when, when my schedule permits. It, I, I can have all the passion, but if I'm not constantly sharpening, you know, it's like you see the chefs with the knives and they're constantly sharpening yeah, yeah, those knives. Yeah. I don't ever want to get dull in my, in my craft. Yeah, that's that's great. So you're you're uh, in acting classes, taking you know taking uh, you're you because you were teaching for a while too. I think I did. Yes, I did yeah. do um, teaching for a little bit during the pandemic, and now I'm back in as a student. So, so tell me something, Kelly. You've learned recently, not learned recently, but you feel like you've improved on recently taking classes and kind of honing your craft. What have you learned recently? You picked up recently in those classes that you are taking and sharpening those tools. Say anything about anything. It could be anything. You know that that you've. So um, there, I, I have learned that whenever I am given a note that I may not necessarily agree with, that there is a way to take that note and make it work for me. So I was told by, by one of my acting coaches, like, what is Amara's argument? What does she believe? What does she stand on? And and for me, it is the I am taken care of as long as I know other people are taken care of. And so if there is a note, there was a note that I was given that I was like, ah, uh, no, it wasn't. I told I told my acting teacher, I said, I know this is the note they're going to give. And he said, OK, great. If they give you that note, if your character's argument is. I'm okay as long as I am able to take care of someone else or if other people are taken care of, then you take that note because in that you are still taking care of someone and that is what you want to do. And so learning how to make sure I am very clear on who the character is and being able to take those notes and adjust it in a way that makes sense for my character was something that was just mind blowing for me. Yeah, that's, that's a great answer. Um, and back to that one quick quote that you were talking about, sharpening your tools. Do you think if you understood that quote, and maybe you did, during that six-year span, it would have made life a little easier? You would have been so hard on yourself, you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it is it it is that thing of like looking back over your life and being like, girl, if I would have known <laughs> things then that I know now. Um, and, and if it would have just been, because I was still in class then. But it wasn't so much, it wasn't only about sharpening my tool. It's about, okay, well now who can I meet? And right. then and who will they introduce me to so that I can get the next thing? It wasn't just about, no, you're here to sharpen your tool. And yeah, 100%, if I would have just focused on that, then there would have been far fewer temper tantrums. And Kelly, some of that is like life experience. Like you can't learn it in a book. You can't learn it in a class. Like you have to yeah. live it. You have to live it. And then you look back and, and try to not make that same mistake again. Right, Kelly? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, books or, or people define success one way. And that was another thing that I had to to redefine for myself. Success is not just, oh, now I'm on a TV show. No, success is you stayed out here. 
yeah. when other people didn't. They went That's back right. home. Like that was a quote, um, Harrison Ford. Someone said, you know, he was interviewed like, how did you make it? And your friends didn't. He was like, I stayed. Yeah. And for me, it's like, yeah, that's the success. I stayed and being comfortable redefining success for myself and on my own terms has been tremendous for me. Uh, before I let you go, Manhunt, another terrific show that you've done. Yeah. And, and I'm so excited about what the future brings, Kelly. You're such a talented actor. Um, you. You, really, you really know what you're doing on screen. And I, I, and I, I wish people would throw more work your way. I know you want it for the, for the <laughs> acting and the checks and I get yeah. it for your profession. But you know what? Like you've earned it. Like that's something that's your craft. You're really good at it and clear. You're clearly good at it. But like, I just wish, um, I'm so excited for what the future brings for you. Is there anything you could say about your future? Anything you wanted to throw out there? Social media, whatever, Kelly. Yeah. So, um, a film that I did, uh, two years ago, honor student will be having its world premiere at the Pan-African film festival out here in LA on February 11th. Um, at 9.55 p.m. Um, it is uh, what they, they called a provocative thriller that deals with um, gun violence, a school shooting. Yeah. And um, Hudson Yang, who is from Fresh Off the Boat, um, who is a grown man now, um, uh, I play opposite him and, and his character takes my character hostage um, and it's it's almost like a two-hander, but it, it's such a powerful movie. It was such a very difficult movie to film, um, but one that that is definitely going to spark conversation. And I don't think the film is is saying this is the answer. I think it's saying let's sit down and figure out what the answer is. Because those are discussions people need to have, Kelly, about school yeah. shootings, about other things that are going on in the world. Like those, are, I mean, if we're not talking about them, we're not helping solve the problem. Yeah, absolutely. Kelly, big fan. Thank you so much for all this time. Wishing you nothing but happiness and success. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Take care. Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available, www.mmcpodcast.com.